original Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast. I'm Carlos, late at night. Joining me is Greg at Bananamorphs. I can't believe we just spent that many hours straight watching Pac-12 basketball. 11, 11 hours from 12 p.m. to 11, 11.30 p.m. With a, with a brief taco break with Holy. the Peyton years, boys. Holy shit. Uh, yes, so that was a... An absurd. We gorged ourselves. We overate yet again on Pac-12 basketball, but it was fun. It uh, was. Yeah, we had a lot of great games going on, and uh, yeah, some nice tacos in between. Tacos del Gordo. We had to take the Peyton Years boys to the uh, to Tacos del Gordo, and they they liked it. I think they did. Although, I think they did. If they didn't, if y'all didn't, if they're listening, tell us. You should you should tell us if we're if we uh, fucked up. Uh, hopefully their, their stomachs are fine. Cause you know, tacos can, can be hard on some folks, but, uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, it's, well, it was a fun day. It was great. Uh, any, uh, before we get into any of the games, any of the non game stuff stand out to you? Um, as always, the tacos were phenomenal. Um, outside of that, I mean, there wasn't much non game stuff today. <laughs> Truly. It was <laughs> wall to wall. Um, yeah, it was a. It was not yesterday. Yesterday we got to have some fun. We kind of got here super early. We both got flights in and Wednesday mm-hmm. and hung out in the Pac-12 fan plaza and <laughs> saw a, an Oregon fan who hated international players. Yeah, that was fucking wild. <laughs> that guy who's walking around there taking scholarships away from Americans. It's absurd. <laughs> Put the, a limit. One of the craziest uh, signs I've seen. Yeah, I think it counted like. All the Arizona international players and all the Oregon international players taken away from Americans. Uh, The Washington State women's basketball team. He was going around actively harassing Washington State fans about their women's basketball team having international players. Jesus Christ. We ended up to talk to him and we were like, uh, so uh, do you believe in a meritocracy? You believe the fact that they're better? Like, don't you, aren't you supposed to be one of these people that believes that if you're better than you're, uh, uh, you 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 deserve a job better than someone else. And, oh, these aren't jobs though. They're not the same thing. And, and then, we asked, we should have asked him. Do you hate international players? Well, like I don't hate international players. We, what are you we, talking about? We, we didn't have a uh, we didn't have a chance to do that because security came over and told him that the Pac-12 said he can't have that the poster, <laughs> so he had to take it away. Literally, the Pac-12 came over and was like, uh, "No, sorry, you you got to got to take that up." Pac-12 told us you have to take it down. So uh, bye. Uh, yeah, crazy stuff. Anyway, <laughs> that was yesterday. We never really got the chance to debrief all that. Uh, and then today, uh, nothing but basketball. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely nothing but basketball. I will say the one non-basketball thing, one more non-basketball thing is I think I'm obsessed with uh, pizza at T-Mobile Arena. <laughs> I think I, <laughs> I think fucking you love are it. Obsessed I think I pizza. fucking love that pizza. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it is pretty good. It is really good. It's shocking for uh, an arena. Like, are, look... I feel like I never, ha- I always have like just mediocre to okay-ish pizza at Pac-12 stadiums and arenas or even just any stadium or arena. The pizza at that place is really good. I'm like shocked at how good it is. So every time, like I went to go get popcorn, I was like, you know what? I don't like this, Greg. Greg, I'm going to save myself so I can get some of that pizza, mm-hmm. split a pizza. <laughs> uh, very funny stuff. Anyway, uh, so that was, that was non stuff. Let's get into the actual basketball. Uh, we had four games on in the quarterfinals of the Pac-12 basketball tournament. The first, Colorado-UCLA, that game was at 12 p.m. We recapped that in some detail on our Patreon, so go check that out at notruckstops.com. Uh, UCLA won, 80-69. Tight game. 
much tighter than I think the score indicates, but UCLA prevails. Oregon beat Wazoo 75-70. to 70. Arizona beat Stanford. Another game that the score doesn't really indicate. It was 95-84, to 84, but it was much closer than that for the majority of it. And then the last game of the evening, of the night, of the day, Arizona State beat USC 77-72. That game may be not as close as the score indicates. That was controlled by Arizona State for the vast majority of it. So where do you want to start? What's uh, what's one game, one moment, one uh, player that stuck out to you today? I think, you know, it's freshest in our minds. So let's start with uh, USCASU. Uh, that game, once again, hammers home. Bobby Hurley is an inexplicable fucking coach. What is it he does? <laughs> what does he do during the season? Is he recruiting all the time? Is he just like... Going, that's a five-second violation? Is that what he's on the court to do? Because that's all I fucking saw him do. Because ASU's entire offense is whoever has the ball, go out there and hoop. You know? Why are you, why are you talking as if Arizona State lost? It's just really fucking funny. <laughs> they won. It was just really, really it was funny, funny to see the way they played. Even the guys. Both of, both of these teams, by the way. Like we said, they are, they are the same team. Same exact team. <laughs> USC is just a little more talented, but like today, Arizona State won out. But like, they're the same team. USC does nothing different. And down the stretch, that game was nothing but those two teams trying to give it away to each other. It was literally everybody on Arizona State's roster except for Duke Brennan, who plays. They come in, and their goal is to get buckets individually, Yeah, which is really funny, and it works for ASU, which is why I, I could totally see them going on a run in, in March, assuming they make it. Hopefully they make it. Uh, but how is that any different than USC? It's the same team. Well, I think I... I don't know that it is the same team because I just think ASU has more guys who can do it. Maybe none of them are as good as Boogie Ellis. And when Vince Uachukwu is healthy, I think USC is just a much better defensive team, and that's the that's difference. That's true. So Vincent Uachukwu out for today. Uh, so that I think I think USC does miss him. It's shocking mm-hmm. how oh, much definitely. those 15 minutes he can provide changes stuff for, for USC. So... I hope he's back. I hope he's back for March. I think USC's a lock. I think I'm pretty sure they they haven't been on Lenardi's bubble watch for quite some time, meaning they're they're somewhat safely in. Um, I'm sure they are, but they need Vinci Wachuku, I think, to be to to make a real impact because they are a much better team when he gets to spell Joshua Morgan for 15 minutes and mm-hmm. uh, defensively he just makes things work a little bit better. Offensively, he's another guy who can get inside. He can kind of sort of make his own shot. He's a freshman, so he's got some limitations, but the team's just better when Vinci Wachuk was in, um, even if he himself is not doing much of, much of stuff. So that was a big part of it. Um, Desmond Cambridge, 27 points, yes. 7 rebounds, 10 for 21 shooting. Uh, another absurd game from him. He is... Uh, I mean, he's streaky. Uh, he can go... Th- he's, he's, he's Boogie Allen. Uh, he's Boogie Ellis with worse shot selection. like, <laughs> Which is saying something, because Boogie Ellis' shot selection, not great either. Um, that whole, that, I mean, both of these teams, I think, have horrendous shot selection. I think, you're right, USC is a little worse in terms of their shot selection. AS, I mean, sorry, USASU is a little yeah, worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Arizona State had a few moments in this game where it was like, what shots were they 
looking for. <laughs> it was insane to me. Especially I'm like the ones where they had open threes and were like, nah, I, I don't want that. I am looking for a contested mid range jumper. Yeah, I'm looking for something where I can cross over, look really fucking cool, and bang it off the rim. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Anyway, uh, again, you ASU won this game. You could tell we're just like, what the fuck was that? Uh, it was a really silly, dumb game down the stretch. Really bad free throw shooting at the end. At the end, it was like. These two teams were fouling each other, not even on purpose, just fouling each other. Couldn't stop fouling each other. And then when their guys got to the line, it was like they, they'd miss it. Uh, miss I, both. I felt like it was three or four times in a row going back and forth that both teams were missing both shots. It was so funny. And then down the stretch, like when they did start making free throws, it was only ever one out of two. Like they would make one free throw out of two. Uh, it was silly and insane. But again, going back to some some nice things to say. Desmond Cambridge was awesome. Yes, uh, he had a really great game. He was, he was on. It's one of those things where it's like if he's on, you know, ASU is really tough to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Alonzo Gaffney was really good defensively. Yeah, another big guy in there. He's a he. He looks much bigger than I thought he'd be uh, in yeah, person. Same when we got there in person, I was shocked at how big he was. Looks almost feels like the same size as a Warren Washington. Honestly, mm-hmm. I felt like he could probably sub him in, and I wouldn't notice if he didn't change the numbers. Um, so great game from him defensively. You're right. Had a couple key blocks, altered a couple of really important shots down the stretch. Yeah. He's, he's a really important player just in terms of what they do defensively. So there's that. Um, yeah. I mean, other than that, I don't know. It's like DJ Horn, their second leading scorer went through for three for 12. Really felt like it a lot. I I feel like no one shot well for (laughs) ASU, um, or USC. Still had 12, uh, 16 points, I should say. Yeah. Uh, Got to the line. <laughs> USC, uh, they they did not look like, for the first, I don't know, 90% of this game, they did not look like they wanted to be there. Yeah. They looked they looked like they were getting out-energized. Like it, it was very clear to me which of these teams was vying for, a pack, for an NCAA tournament spot and which one felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. ASU vying for it, USC just no energy whatsoever also um, uh it did not help that drew peterson early on taking a lot of shots that he should not have been taking like drew peterson thinks he's he's so much better than he actually is and <laughs> it hurts when you also have boogie ellis on the court and boogie ellis should be taking those shots yeah it was and drew peterson to to his credit uh, or you know just giving him benefit of doubt here Someone, a USC fan, did come into my mentions today and say he's hurt. He and it's true. I do remember him saying, like, remember he wasn't gonna miss because like a back issue on senior night, and he came in and played. The problem is, is that if he's gonna give you that, he'd rather just hurt, not play. Man, just like rather not don't play. Take all those shots at the very least. Yeah, uh, nine points off two for twelve shooting, and uh, I'm pretty sure six of those points came. On garbage time threes. Yeah, it it sort of felt like that. Um, so I, it was not good. Um, it was bad uh, from from Drew Peterson. He was he was not looking good out there. Bugellis faded a little bit. Uh, yeah. He sort of disappeared. Fifteen points, five for twelve shooting, but it really felt like the vast majority of it. I was like, where is Bugellis? Yeah, he, really he had eleven. I th- I think he had nine at halftime. Yeah, something like that. Felt like it, and then just did not do anything in the second half which was unfortunate no and we talked we were talking during the game like boogie ellis needs to be taking a ton of shots like he's got to get like 20 maybe even 30 shots uh did the not way get that many no got 12 he could put up 12 um so i, I guess reese dixon waters had a good game he sort of had some moments um 
Kobe Johnson played pretty well. He's always very consistent, but you needed more from USC. So yep. anyway, Arizona State, they end USC's at least their non-NCAA tournament season. Uh, USC will certainly get a shot at March. They extend theirs, though, and put them some I think, I think this win should have locked it up for them in terms of NCAA tournament berth. I think they should be in. Um, whether that's true, whether the selection committee agrees, I think I think they'd be so. Uh, I think they'd be mistaken not to take USC um, or sorry Arizona ASU. State. Yeah. They they they're the same team to me. That's why I keep getting them mixed <laughs> up. Uh, Arizona State, like they they need to be in. They're a lock to me. I don't. I you cannot leave them out with their record. Right, they're twenty two and eleven. Yes, they're eleven and nine in conference, but like. So are a lot of other teams in the bubble. Um, that's not a crazy conference record. They've got some teams on the Lenardi has some teams on the bubble that they're, you know, they have like even they're five hundred in conference, right? Um so I mean, I don't know. They had some the, around the conference or around the country, I guess you could say, we did have some important results go Arizona State's way, Michigan, Wisconsin, Oklahoma State. Pitt, all of those teams that are sort of in the bubble range, lost. So that helps Arizona State's case. Would help them a lot if they can beat their next opponent. Um, anyway, let's move on. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Stanford, Arizona, because yeah. this game was uh, pretty interesting, <laughs> pretty interesting, pretty crazy, pretty weird. Um, Stanford uh, kept this game really, really close. Had a lead in the second half at one point. Arizona State pulled away in the final. I don't know, three, four minutes or so. Uh, Stanford went. Uh, absolutely crazy from three. They had, they shot over fifty percent of their three pointers. No, uh, just a little under fifty percent. They were 14. over fifty for most of that game. They were like at sixty percent for most of that game. Fourteen for twenty nine from three. Hot shooting night from the Cardinal. Uh, in the end, they did end up cooling down a little bit, and Arizona took them over one by eleven. Were you impressed by Stanford? Underwhelmed by Arizona? Impressed by Arizona for pulling away? What did you think? I was most, I don't want to say underwhelmed. I think in that game, Arizona was a significantly better team. And it was only close for as long as it was because Stanford was shooting ridiculously hot from three. I guess Arizona left him open in the corner too many times. Mm-hmm. But it was effortless for Arizona offensively. Like, did not have to try at all to score. If they just got it to Balo or to Bellis anywhere near the paint, it was a guaranteed two points. Stanford's interior defense is so soft. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. It was ridiculous. Umar Balo and Azulis Tillas got whatever the fuck they wanted. It was horrendous. It felt like no res- as soon as Aj- uh, Umar Balo got the ball within like eight feet of the basket, like, well, it was over. It's, yep, that's it was over. Points. Nothing from Stanford. Often three points because they'd foul him, but like foul him real soft so yeah. he could still get the layup. <laughs> Stupid stuff from Stanford. Um, anyway. Good job on Tubelis and Balo, though, for dominating like that. Yeah, 44 combined points from them. Really should have been like 70 with uh, the way that... Honestly, if like Arizona had like made a more concerted effort to get them the ball every possession, they could have gotten... They would have scored every time. But both of them fine. would have gotten like 30. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. They didn't need to do that because obviously Stanford wasn't going to shoot that well the whole game. And uh, yeah, Arizona won. It was close for a while, but really for me, it was a dominant performance from Arizona. Yeah, and credit to the Arizona crowd. They came out loudest that the Pac-12 tournament has been. Yeah. That's always sure. how the, the case with Arizona. They didn't pack the place, but... 
there was a considerable number of them, and they were all united and uh, you know made the play, made made it for a pretty good environment. Yeah, so. they did not like Carlos because Carlos was very loud. No, I was antagonizing. I was antagonizing. <laughs> was I rooting for Stanford in the stands? Who's to say? Um, very loudly. <laughs> again, who's to say? Uh, let's let's move on. Let's talk about Colorado UCLA because this is another yes. game that uh, we saw we saw the underdog get some hot shooting against one of the Pac-12's juggernauts. Uh, Colorado was really close in this one. UCLA pulled away similar to the way Arizona did. Uh, the Buffs shot ten for twenty three from three. They were also at like sixty percent from three up until like I don't know the ten minute mark of the second half. So uh, impressive stuff from the Buffs. It felt like they were making a tough, tough shots. UCLA, on the other hand, I, I don't know. I thought it looked that. I, I, I thought their defense was impressive. I thought Colorado was just making a ton of really tough shots. Um, offensively, eh, they weren't bad. They were pretty good, actually. Eighty points. Um, I don't know how many possessions they got. I'll have to go check the check Kempom. Um, but I don't know. What did you think? What did you think of this game overall? Very impressive for UCLA. I think my one gripe is. They got lost on rotations a lot so that Colorado had some pretty open threes, and that was how Colorado was staying in it, getting those threes. Now, granted, they made some tough shots outside of that as well. Tristan De Silva had a fantastic game, I think. I mean, I'm not looking at the stats right Se- now. But- 17 points off 6 for 15 shooting. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, I think it felt better than that, though, just because the shots really he was making were really yeah. hard. Uh I, di- I didn't know he had that, like, step-back three in his bag. <laughs> I mean, he had a lot of stuff in his bag today. I mean, it was yeah. it was a step-back three. But, it was, uh, you know, it was like getting inside, shooting over guys from the mid-range. Like, it was a lot. It was all over the place. The story of this game, I think you'll agree, was Amari Bailey. He was incredible on yes. both ends. 26 points, most points overall in the game, along with, I think he was the best defender on either side. He was giving Julian Hammond just so much trouble. Was sticking to him incredibly well. Uh, Hammond couldn't shake him. Uh, the quickness and like the ability to hold his ground was really impressive. And if he's going to continue to play like that, UCLA is not going to miss Jalen Clark that much. His his off ball disruption is definitely something that like nobody replicates in college basketball. But. Uh, on the ball and even some off the ball, Amari Bailey, man, he just stepped up a lot, especially offensively, of course. Yeah, I mean, uh, you said it in the middle of the game. He was their best player, uh, UCLA. Like, Amari Bailey was just – he's such a tenacious, just pest on defense. Like mm-hmm. un, like you mentioned, an awesome on-ball defender. Just get – and when UCLA presses, like, he's dangerous. Um, so – and then offensively – Jaime Jaquez, we mentioned it, or did you just mention it, I think? I did not. Uh, Jaime Jaquez did not have a great game. A lot of that had to do with the fact that Arizona was doing a lot of stuff to take him out of the game. I think they came in with a pretty good game plan that, hey, we're going to let anyone else other than Jaime Jaquez beat us. Uh, we are not going to – we're going to just dare anyone else to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it it worked to limit Jaime Jaquez, but the problem is that Amari Bailey is pretty good. And, it, and this is a breakout game from him, but I sort of think it wasn't like – out of nowhere, he he has been, he had been playing well mm-hmm. and pretty efficiently. It's just that he's not getting a ton of usage because he's a freshman, and mm-hmm. there there's a pecking order here. It's Hyman Hawkins, it's Tiger Campbell, it's David Singleton, it was Jalen Clark, and then it was Amari Bailey. 
But Amari Bailey's eating now, and uh, and especially with Jalen Clark out, in some ways, like he he is a better offensive player than Jalen Clark, pure offensive player. Yeah, I think if you give him usage, he is a better offensive player because, like we saw it, there was at one point early in the game, I said, you know, like, you know, Amari Amari Bailey has a lot of points, but like. He's getting him in a similar way to Jalen Clark, you know, where he's just in the right places yeah. and makes his shots or he, he gets the backdoor cut and uh, makes the layup. But then there was a nice moment where he did something where I don't think Jalen Clark does that well, where he managed to beat his man and then dribble into a pull-up mid-range jumper and he makes it. And that's something I don't think Jalen Clark has quite as well as Amari Bailey does. And it's, I think, really encouraging for what UCLA can be in the tournament because that means they're not missing as much with Jalen Clark gone offensively because you've got a guy who can do that and pick up some of the ball handling. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. I mean, it feels like the drop-off is not going to be that big, Um, you know, assuming that this insane hot shooting from Colorado wasn't just an anomaly. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Um, So we'll see. I'm pretty sure it was an anomaly. I I don't think this is going to be a repeatable thing against from other UCLA opponents that and Colorado always, always plays UCLA tough. So um, overall good performance from them thoughts on Colorado season probably is over. I yeah. doubt they're absolutely not getting an NCAA tournament bid. Um, even though again, the metrics have them uh, ahead of, <laughs> ahead of a lot of other teams They're ahead of Wisconsin. They're ahead of Pitt. Wisconsin uh, is a fucking disgrace. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing about them. Um, but uh, anyway, any thoughts on Colorado season? Yeah, so I guess I feel like they should have had a better season than they do because than they did because when I watch them, I just think that's a good team, you know. Mm. Like I think start the season over with these guys having like known each other a little better. I bet they're a tournament team. I'm expecting them to be a tournament team next year. Uh, although without De Silva, maybe not. We'll see. But like, I I really like Tad Boyle. I really like Colorado's team right now. Uh, and yeah, I I think it's a little disappointing. But at the same time, you know, it's fine. You can have an off year sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so they're probably gonna fall short of uh their twenty win Tad benchmark, but. Overall, not a bad finish to the season. I feel like Colorado had some moments. Uh, last game, Oregon beats Washington State 75-70. to 70. Uh, Oregon got a big on Washington State. I think up uh, up up all the way up until 19, I think the lead got to. It swelled. Washington State claws back, does take a lead themselves in the end. Oregon at, just barely escapes um, and beats the Cougs to advance. Any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean... Infale Dante was pretty dominant for large stretches of this game. Uh, he got hurt at the end, although it sounds like he's going to be good to go tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I saw. That, I saw quotes that he said he was going to be okay, or that Dana Allman said he was going to be okay. So. Which uh, I'm very happy to hear as not a UCLA fan and as someone who wants that to be a real good game because we're going to be there. Um, aside from that, Muhammad Gay had a real slow start to this one. Uh he was quiet, and that was, I think, a large part of why Wazoo was getting hammered in the first half. In the second half, he really started to make his presence felt a little better. Although, man, I, I kept getting so frustrated by the way he sets screens. Because, like, <laughs> calling it setting screens feels like 
really generous because he doesn't fucking touch the defender. He just sort of stands there. It's like it's like a weird like a weird half-assed ghost screen where it's like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to screen it," but but it's not a fake. He's just like literally trying to screen. I, it's I, it's like I'm going to be in the general area of the defender and you can like try and run past me maybe, but they're the weakest <laughs> the fucking screens. Anyway, tangent over. Uh TJ Bomba was incredible. Uh, he had a great game. I think he had over 20 points. Uh, he had 19 points off six for 13 shooting. Good game from him. Yeah, he yeah. cooked. Uh, he was he got real hot in that second half and was getting uh getting I don't say every everything anything he wanted, but he was getting a he was he getting was good looks, great job getting great looks for Oregon himself. Down. Yes. Uh, Khalil Ware, I thought, you know, he was quiet for large stretches. You know, he didn't play a ton. But he had some really big moments. Nate Biddle as well, uh, drawing charges and getting some steals. Um, let's see what else in that game. Will Richardson went cold Will again. Will Richardson he had, had a zero point. points. Yeah, he had a bucket. He had for the <laughs> long for the longest time up until late, late, late. Zero point zero for four shooting. We were in for a quintessential Will Richardson game. He ended up with two points on one for six shooting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd say they really need him, but clearly they're proving that they don't. Uh, at this point, you're just sort of with Will Richardson. I think we've just got to accept that. Keyshawn Bartholomew, though. He was, uh, yeah. He was great down Seven, the stretch. 17 points, six for 12 shooting. Uh, he led the Ducks with Jermaine Cousinard, uh in scoring and, and, and much more efficient than Cousinard was. So he he was absolutely awesome. Uh mm. I was sort of told you during the game, yeah, Colorado could have used that. Uh, they really <laughs> yeah, could have used Keyshawn yeah. Bartholomew. Um, but great, great game for they. They desperately need their wings and their and their guards to score. Um, and Folly Dante cannot be expected to carry all that offensive load, especially because mm-hmm. he does so much for them defensively. He's a big guy, by the way. He is so big. Oh my man. god! I was shocked to see. Like I knew in he person, was big it's from different. Watching it in, on TV, like I knew he was big, and you see him in person, and his shoulders are just so broad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he looks. He like, makes he makes Muhammad Gay look kind of tiny. Like they are the same height, and yet I <laughs> bet like he Dante has at least thirty pounds on him. Like possibly 40 or 50 it's yeah just it's insane how much bigger he is yeah and and it, and it got into my gay to your to your point earlier he did uh, adjust and mm-hmm. and started and to at, come into life at the end i was really really impressed with the way he was backing him down despite the size difference and uh his footwork in the post was really impressive like he got some good buckets where he just earned it by beating and folly dante yeah so anyway, uh, Oregon advances. They get yes. to play UCLA on uh, when people hear this, listen to this. It'll be Friday. They'll get to play them today. Um, so that will be really interesting. Washington State, their season ends most likely. They will most likely not get an NCAA tournament spot. Although, guess what? Gre- guess what I'm about to say, Greg. Stop, Once please. again, they have a better record per Ken Palm or a better rating per Ken Palm than Wisconsin, than Michigan, than Pitt all of whom are on the bubble. And once again saying this, right up there with NC State, who's considered to be safely in. I am once again asking for a loss so bad that Wisconsin's entire team quits basketball. <laughs> oh, inshallah, inshallah. Uh, okay, so anyway, that's that. The, the second day, the quarterfinals, as they say. Tomorrow, today, whatever, when, you, when it drops today, Friday, uh, we get the semis. We get Oregon 
playing UCLA. UCLA, six and a half point favorites. And Arizona gets a rematch, the third, the, the third matchup between these two, uh, Arizona and Arizona State. Arizona are eight point favorites. Let's start. Let's talk a little bit about the Oregon UCLA game. That game is uh, going to be interesting for many, many reasons. What are your first impressions about it? I think we're going to see the resurgence of Jaime Hawkes. Mm. I don't think Oregon is going to go through the I, the effort of smothering him like Colorado did. I bet Oregon's going to have the mentality of we have the guys to defend UCLA straight up. You know. And they might, and they might have it, but I, th- I think Hawkes one on one. I don't think there's anybody in the conference who can who can totally shut him down. Uh, he's too skilled. Mm. Uh, I'm expecting a big game from him, and honestly, I think Amari Bailey's gonna have another like big game. Maybe maybe not as big, maybe not 26 points big, but like I could definitely see like 15 points from Amari totally. Bailey along with that great defense. I think UCLA's got this one despite the big advantage the the advantage Oregon has with the bigs. Yeah. The the size is always interesting to me. I don't every time I I see Oregon on the schedule, uh I, I sort of am concerned about what they do with their bigs. Uh last time these two played in Eugene, UCLA kind of took care of them. Uh I, I think they did a good job on limiting Nafali Dante. Um I think they did a good job of uh, Dembona did a really good job playing against him. Uh, Nafali Dante, and Folly Dante only had 13 points off five for nine shooting. Um, Nate Biddle had absolutely nothing. Kalel Ware was garbage that game. You sort of expect. I'm not sure how much you're. I don't know how much we can we can rely on the on Nate Biddle and Kalel Ware. They will probably have to step up if Oregon wants to beat UCLA. Um, and you know, I don't know if they, if Dana Altman starts throwing out Dana, uh, uh, Kalel Ware with, uh, and Folly Dante or, um, and Folly Dante with, um, Kalel Ware, Nate Biddle, you get two, any two of those are on the floor at the same time. It might be trouble, but UCLA handled it pretty well the last time. So I'm curious to see how they're going to handle that. Uh, I, I'll be curious to see how they handle Jaime Hawkes. Cause last time they tried to put what Nate Biddle on Jaime Hawkes. I think it was. Don't remember that going super well for them. That did not go well for them <laughs> at all. Jaime Hawkes had 25 points. Yeah. Biddle it does not have the strength to guard Jaime Hawkes. Right. Or the quickness. Um, he certainly has a size, but, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, obviously Jalen Clark was a big part in that game, so they will miss him this time. Um, who knows what uh, health level Unfali Dante will be? He may not be a hundred percent, or maybe he is. Maybe he really just did just tweak it and it was fine. So um, going to be interesting to see. I, I don't know how much has changed about this Oregon team. They have now won one, two, three, four games in a row um, before losing three straight to UCLA, Washington, and Washington State. So we'll find out. Uh, Oregon. They are playing for much more than just a shot at a conference championship, um, but they are also playing for an NCAA tournament bid themselves, not just the auto bid, but, you know, the metrics have them pretty high. Ken Palm actually moved them up into the 30s. Um, Ken Palm has Oregon now at number 38, two spots behind USC. So Oregon, they, I don't know. <laughs> they're they're in, like, the considered part of the bubble but like their metrics look really good like their metrics look weirdly good 
So they probably need a win here. Um, uh, they definitely need a win. You think here. they definitely need a win? And I think I don't that's think fair. It, I don't think a win here guarantees anything. Yeah, I think. Oh God, I mean, then at that point you're saying their only path is to, you know, I'm win saying, win uh, the conference I, tournament. I, I'm saying their only path to guaranteeing it is to win the conference tournament. They might get in with a win over UCLA. But I think they. You don't think. You don't think. You don't think if they're if it's close, right? Well, right now they're the last four out. Uh, next four out at the bottom of that, right? According to Lenardi. Lenardi three days ago. Now again, this is three days ago. This is before Oregon ended up beating or uh, Oregon beat uh, Washington State. Lenardi said uh, he had Oregon. Yeah, at the last of the next four out again. They did not include the game against Washington State. That game against Washington State is a quad one win. But that is seven teams that need to be jumped, and a lot of them will have had quad one wins in that So time. here's, again, so here's what's happened. So these are the teams that are ahead of them. Clemson. I don't know what happened with Clemson. You know anything about Clemson? Nope. <laughs> Truck stop. <laughs> don't care. Truck stop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up just for the sake of being accurate and getting people right. So Clemson did beat NC State. So they beat the shit out of NC State, apparently. That might be a quad one win. So that's a problem for them. NC State is one of the last four buys per Joe Lenardi. So that so. is a quad one win. Yeah, yeah. Does that bump NC State out? I don't know. Um, uh, here's uh, Charleston. What the fuck? I don't, I don't know what's going on with Charleston here. Um, is Charleston... What, where, what conference is Charleston in? Uh, I don't Damn, know. Some fucking... Atlantic 10, maybe. Something like know. that. Uh, I don't know. I get, apparently, they're... Yeah, in contention for an at-large bid, which, like, why? Anyway, uh, Michigan is also in the next four out. They lost. They got their asses handed them since this came out. North Carolina, pretty sure they... I think they lost. Did they lose? Yeah. Yeah, they did. They lost to Virginia. So I don't know how much they're going to get penalized for losing to Virginia. Um, Virginia is not a good team from what I had heard. They are ranked. They are ranked, but, like, you know. Is that just a brand ranking? Uh, Wisconsin one loss. and Oklahoma State, both of those teams lost. So a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff has happened since this last came out. True enough. They will be moving up. Yeah, actually, you know, I think I'm sold. If they win against UCLA, they're probably in. Yeah. So very interesting for, for them. UCLA, on the other hand, I don't know what's going to go on with UCLA I and their seeding. With this whole Jalen Clark bumping them down to a three-seed discourse. Bullshit. like. It, it it sounds like bullshit to me. Um, especially if you just like watch the games. Like, can you just none of these people watch the games, right? Like, how can you like watch what UCLA did today and think, oh yeah, uh, yeah, Jalen the- Clark, what a massive hole for them. They yeah. have no one to replace that. Yeah, uh, that's that's an absurd take. So anyway, uh, do you have a pick? Who would you pick right now? I uh, I picked UCLA already. Oh, but, you did. Oh uh, yeah, you did. Okay. Do you pick them to cover? Six and a half? Six, uh, yes. Yes. They cover late. But like, <laughs> you got to yeah, get I'm, some stats I'm on thinking, that. I'm thinking a late cover in that same way where it's like a real close game for most of it. And then in the last minute, Dana Altman gets a double tech that gives them four three fro- free throws to cover. I am not bitter about that happening in the Colorado <laughs> game. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, okay. And then the other game, the other semifinal. Arizona State, Arizona, a rematch. The last two times that these the, the two games that these two have played have been unhinged as all hell. The last game, obviously, I think everyone knows. Arizona State and Arizona were trading buckets after buckets after buckets until finally Desmond Cambridge hits a three quarters court shot to win it for Arizona State. Before that, I think this was back in January. Is that right? Let's look. Man, I can't find this game. 
December. Was it in December? Yes, first conference game, first true conference game of the season uh, at Arizona State. This game was an Arizona blowout until Arizona State frantically came back in the second half to make this a close game. Eventually, Arizona sort of kept them at arm's length, but uh, they won 69-60, but a very weird game. Uh, certainly, it was not uh, an easy blowout the way Arizona is accustomed. So how do you think this this one goes? The third matchup, the third rivalry game. We're going to... It sucks. We're going to fly out yeah. for this game, which sucks. Uh, this is... Okay, I... I need to watch UCLA. I love watching UCLA. But if I had to pick, I think I'd rather be there in person for the Arizona Arizona State <laughs> the game. The environment is going to be electric. It's going to be nuts. There's a good amount of Arizona State fans out here, too. They were, and they are absolutely going to come. There's more who are going to come. There are more that are going to come. However, the Arizona fans will outnumber them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, the third... The third game between these two is going to be so much fun. Arizona eight point favorites. Who do you have? Um, here's the thing I want to I want to mention first. Kirk Creesa dislocated his shoulder. At least it looked like he dislocated his shoulder. Something happened with that during his the Stanford game, and then Tommy Lloyd does not call a timeout when this Arizona man is holding holding his arm possession on defense while his like arm is hanging limply <laughs> and then he has to get the ball and dribble up the court with his one working arm before Tommy Lloyd will call a timeout yeah. and then he goes straight to the locker room comes back in plays with just some tape on his shoulder he and can't do anything on that arm at all can't do anything doesn't dribble with it does when he tried to take a free throw with it fucking airballed the free throw and then he switched to his left arm and made it yeah it was absurd <laughs> wild what in the hell So, like if he's playing a big role i'm worried a little bit about arizona's offense lacking because of that uh i think that could be a concern but basically this game 100 percent hinges on how odd asu is because i think you know what you're getting from arizona they will be consistent in what they will give you if ASU is hot, they can win. If they're not win, they'll lose by like ten. Yeah, the, the yeah. It, it Arizona even in the even in their second game uh, in I think it was the McHale Center. Yeah, the second game where they lost was, in yeah. the McHale Center, which like crazy crazy to say. Arizona looked like the better team. It it, it always felt like Arizona was going to be able to pull away. It always felt like this was uns- that whole mm-hmm. scoring stretch was unsustainable for ASU. I mean, I guess you could say though that they just need to be in striking distance. Uh, they yeah. got to stay. They just got to stay within ten until the final few minutes and see if they can get hot at the right time. That's all you can ask for for from ASU. Um, so I I don't know. I mean, I feel like Warren Washington is is a really big factor for me sometimes. You know. Th- He's not Omar Balo. He, he, look, Omar Balo and Azulis Tabell dominated, but they dominated against absolutely no one Warren on the interior Washington for Stanford. Did not make a shot against USC. Mm, yeah, good point. I mean, it's more so defensively though. Defensively though, that is a massive difference. Yeah, they are not going to dominate like they did against Stanford. I don't think they will. So, I I don't know. I I go back and forth with this. I think I think I'm picking Arizona. It's an eight point spread. I. It's hard with Arizona. They could easily cover that, but also Arizona State, they're just talented enough and just streaky enough to make it happen. They're a super volatile team. I don't know. I I, I think I'm picking Arizona to win. I think I'm going to pick Arizona State to cover. Um, 
So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Did you pick Arizona to cover? I think I'm going to go with Arizona to win and cover. Uh, they're just they're just so much more trustworthy than ASU. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> ASU is such a. I think it's just more likely that ASU misses a few too many shots. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. The environment's going to be insane. So here we are, the final four of the Pac-12 tournament, the only final four that matters, Oregon, UCLA, and Arizona State, Arizona. If, if this is the only final four that matters, that means that Arizona has had lots of final four appearances. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great. We'll be there for the Oregon-UCLA game. That game will be fun, too. Um, I think that'll be a really interesting, intriguing game. Lots of athleticism on the floor there for both teams. So we'll see. Uh, anything else about the games today or what we're going to watch tomorrow? I mean, just the Pac-12 tournament is so much fun. Oh and if you can, you should go. Yeah, uh, reiterating that. This is, this is a blast. I mean, it's just... It's so cool to see, I don't know, all these fan bases out and about and just really they're watching other teams and they're getting really into it. And when you buy a ticket to a session, you get to go to two games. So you got to see mm-hmm. lots of teams hanging around, lingering for the next one. And, um, you know, it's just it's fun. And like seeing all like it's very like what other event do you get to see all of your team's rivals and conference rivals in one place? Like. We we have we're we watch all of these teams on TV, but like mm-hmm. being able to watch Nafali Dante be as big as he is, right? A couple of times where it was like Kabakata way more jacked than he than <laughs> yeah, he looks yeah, those on shoulders TV. Shoulders are insane. <laughs> uh, you know, like it's just it's it, and teams look quick. Like it's just it's so nice to be able to watch these guys mm-hmm. play in person. It's fun, and you um, just get a different perspective. Yeah, than you do on TV. It's yeah, a lot of fun, and you get to have some conversations with fans of other teams about their teams. That's really entertaining. Yeah, and you know, you get to hear how the fans are reacting to what's happening, and we got to talk to a Cal fan about Mark Fox getting fired. Yes. <laughs> we got to break the news to him. He was like, "Oh, I just can't wait for this guy to get fired." And we're like, "Listen, we got some news for you. He was gone an hour ago. Absolutely, <laughs> he was over so the excited. moon. <laughs> over the moon." <laughs> Uh, you know things like that you just don't get to have those conversations uh, i feel like we you know get to have them online that's fun but it's just just it's more in person yeah, yeah it just is just to say hey yeah yeah we know, we know about a little bit about your team so it's been a blast uh been not, we we need to make sure we get the whole crew out here next year yes absolutely need to get the entire no truck stops crew to come out here because this has been so much fun um anyway that's it then. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. We've got a special guest. We won't reveal it just in case anything falls through. I don't like revealing guests because oh. uh, you know things fall through. And that's then it's true. Like, they, yeah, they do that. That happens. Yeah, I'm expecting a text from our guest to be you know at <laughs> 9 a.m. Uh, can't make it. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Things come up. I mean, who knows? Uh, so I I never like to jinx. Anyway, we're really excited for this. I think everyone re- would really enjoy that conversation. So tune in for that. But for now, that is all we have. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, we have a Patreon that you can subscribe to at NoTruckStops.com. Greg and I spent an extra 10 minutes on that UCLA-Colorado uh, game going through each of the players and doing a 10-minute conversation about that. As always, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Please, we would really appreciate it. And if you just like the show and want to show some appreciation, send us a $3 tip on Patreon. Why not? Uh, you know we'd, we'd really appreciate it that stuff helps us 
uh, do things like this at the you know fucking dark, the, the deepest, darkest hour in the night. <laughs> anyway, thanks again for listening. I'm Carlos. That is Greg. Remember, there are no truck stops here. Not even one. Rumors still and thick with smoke. So thick it makes you choke. The crowd vibes in. The coffee's kicking in my patience. To everything. Said I'm lonelier than a single sax on a quiet city street. Things aren't always green up on the sunny side of the street. Don't mind if the sun don't shine Body weather suits me fine Pour another glass of wine On the boat tonight I think I'll be a superstar